White Wall fans, welcome to another exciting edition of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and welcome to episode 15. That's right, episode 15. Thanks for joining us this week, uh, and if you've been around for a while, thanks for sticking with us. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for checking us out. Got a lot of episodes out there. Uh, my brother-in-law always says just start at the most recent episode. Uh, but, you know, if, if you're bored and, and you need your dose of common sense, that's the best way to get it. We got 15 of these episodes. They're all gold. Well, they're gold in my mind and, and you know, some of my friends' minds. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see what you think. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. All right, on to episode 15. I'm going to start with the opening. I've, I've got it a little, little more organized this week as opposed to just one hour-long rant like the last episode. Uh, so I'm going to be a little friendlier. You know, I'm saying that to lead things off, but we'll see how long that lasts. But the goal this week is to be a little friendlier, maybe rant a little less. I didn't drop any F-bombs on the last episode, so I, so I can't say I'm going to try not to do that. Uh, but, you know, we're going to be a little friendlier. Um, and on that note, I will tell everyone out there, because if you're listening, you will enjoy this. I spent my Monday of this week, this past Monday, uh... I won't say the entire day. I spent part of the day in a skin-tight green morph suit. That's right. Uh, working on a project. Not really working. Participating in the work on a project. I don't want to give away anything. But if, if, if you're interested in seeing me embarrass the heck out of myself, there will be something awesome coming very, very soon. And it might also feature my daughter, Zofia, uh, possibly dressed in some awesome awesome costume. Uh, so, so prepare yourselves for that. Prepare yourselves for that. Uh, you definitely do need to prepare yourselves. I'm, I'm not in the shape I used to be in. Therefore, putting on a skin tight green morph suit uh, is, is not the most flattering thing, uh, but hopefully you'll, you'll all enjoy that. So coming soon, Sean O'Rourke embarrassing the heck out of himself. <laughs> you will enjoy it though. I, I, I'm confident of that because I'm not in charge of the creative side of it. I'm just, I was just there. So, so it will be made to look good. I'm sure I'll be embarrassed as heck, but you know, that, that that's part of it. Uh, social plugs, real quick, you know, especially if you're new to the podcast. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall uh, is where you can find us. That's I, I, I like to put a lot of material out there. Uh, I got a, a couple other people kind of working behind the scenes trying to feed me stuff. We haven't been as on top of it as I'd like to be, but as I always say, this is an interactive podcast, and if you have anything to say, that's the place to say it. Or, you know, if you're not into the Facebook thing because your mom and your grandmother are on there, I always hear that from people. Oh, that's my parents are on there. I don't get on the Facebook. Then get on Twitter. That's right. We're also on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod. So either Facebook.com slash go tell to the wall or on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod. Uh, and if you're interested and you're just a glutton for, for common sense, you can also follow my personal Twitter handle, which is at Magic Muppet. Um, or just search my name, Sean O'Rourke. That's right. I am the host of this podcast, host, producer, whatever else. You know, I got people that help, but it's kind of just me sitting in a room. Uh, one more thing for the opening. Just want to give a little update. I always like to talk a little bit about my daughter, Zofia. You know, and I'm. It, this isn't. Uh, this isn't like shameless plugs or anything like that. I just think it's fun. Uh, and, and as I mentioned on the previous episode, my wife has gone back to work, which means I'm pretty much here during the day trying to work on my podcast and my own personal live hosting stuff, uh, while also taking care of my daughter. That's just kind of how it is. And I got to thinking over the past couple of weeks as I've been doing this, you know, cause you hear a lot of, a lot of terms like, Oh, Mr. Mom and all this stuff. 
And, and, you know, they're kind of funny. I'll admit it's funny. But then I got to thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I'm not Mr. Mom. I'm just, I'm dad. I'm dad. I'm, I'm doing the dad thing. Just, just cause I happen to be the dad and not the mom doesn't mean I can't be the one taking care of my daughter during the day, you know, un- unfortunately and fortunately at the same time, my wife has to be in the office for pretty much eight hours a day. She's a producer. She's got to be in there. She's doing meetings and all this other stuff. I do dumb stuff like podcasts and live event hosting. So I'm either sitting in my studio at home during the day. Sometimes I got Zoe sitting here with me or I'm running around at night hosting events. So, so really I'm the one that's doing the stuff during the day. Cause I don't need to be sitting at a desk or sitting in meetings for eight hours a day. Uh, but it just got me thinking, you know, it, I, let's get rid of the term like Mr. Mom and all this stuff, because there's nothing wrong just cause you're a male doesn't mean you're not completely capable of taking care of a child. Obviously, there's things I can't do. You know, I can't breastfeed. My wife needs to, needs to pump. Uh, and, and, and then I'm able to give bottles, you know. If, if you haven't been around kids, um, look it up. I'm not going to get into details of, of, like, what that is. And you shouldn't be embarrassed because it's kind of part of life. Get over it. If you're one of those people that's like, oh, my God, there's a woman breast. Get over it. It's part of life. Kids got to eat, you know. It, it, they're boobs. Deal with it. You know, these are the same people that go to Burning Man and they're like, oh my God, oh, oh, na- oh my gosh, naked people. No, relax, relax. They're just boobs. It's okay. So don't be that person. Um, but other than that, it's going great. And even that's fine. It's just, it got me thinking, you know, these things happen. I get to thinking and then I make little notes and you all have to listen to it because this is my podcast, you know, and I'm talking to a wall, even though y'all are listening. That's, you know, that's where it comes from. So. All right, that's enough for the opening updates. Now, I want to get into some social stuff here. And there's there's one thing. Actually, I found this like moments before I came into the studio. I was just scrolling through Facebook. As, and So it's not even really fully social, but it kind of is because it has started a conversation on social media and all this other stuff. And it, I feel like it needs to be much more widespread. Um, and if you've listened to previous podcast episodes, especially like during the World Series back months and months ago, uh, I talked about a particular baseball team called the Cleveland Insensitive Mascots. Uh, I, look it up if you don't know what they are. I refuse to use their actual team name because it is extremely insensitive and it shouldn't be a team name. And a lot of people tend to just overlook it, and they're like, well, and not to mention the incredibly insensitive uh, logo they have of their mascot, which is just, it's, it's ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Uh, so what I found today is apparently there is some company that put together some shirts, and they are kind of mimicking the Cleveland Indian, see, I just said it, the Cleveland insensitive mascots. If you're not aware, they're, they're called the Indians. We, that is a very insensitive term. We don't use it on this show we we shouldn't sometimes i it gets thrown out there because i hear it all the time a baseball fan the cleveland insensitive mascots but what has happened is this company has put out some t-shirts that are actually it actually says in the same kind of font and everything and they actually created a logo uh the cleveland baseball team calls it chief wahoo that's all you really need to know even if you haven't seen the the logo is how insensitive that is uh, but this this company has put out some shirts that feature the team name of Caucasians. That's right, Caucasians. Think about that for a minute. Just think about that, Wall fans. Is that insensitive? Is that racist? And I was thinking about this myself, like just minutes ago. Yeah, it's a little racist, but you know what? So is the Cleveland team name and mascot. So really, this is just it. it it's talking about a social issue. And giving an example of why it is inappropriate. I think it's hilarious. I'm going to be ordering myself a Caucasians shirt. It actually has a little head of like a white guy, you know, um, and, and there might be some dollar signs involved and everything else. I think it's hilarious. 
but it is a bit of it, it, it it's a statement on kind of where people's priorities are um and and i kind of it's weird too because you can you when you look at the conversations going on on social media regarding this like it goes both ways it's it's amazing um i also got to thinking it's 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 actually not even as bad as uh the the cleveland baseball team name and mascot and you know why because caucasian like that is a term we use i'm a caucasian male I'm a white male. I am Caucasian. That is, that is a term that's used. That is a socially acceptable term. It is a politically correct term. Uh, whereas the Cleveland baseball team, that's not a politically correct term. If it was the Cleveland indigenous peoples to n- North America, that, okay, that, that would be more similar to Caucasians. So, so think about this, Wall fans. Really, the apples to apples comparison here is if they were the Cleveland crackers. If you don't know what I mean by that term, look it up. That that could be construed as a racial term for white people. You call them a cracker. And that's just, it's a simple fact. That would be closer to what the Cleveland baseball team is doing. So it's really not even that bad. Uh, and the thing that really got me about this was there. there's a guy on ESPN. His name is Bomani Jones. I happen to be a bit of a fan of his because he's very real, very down to earth. As far as what I don't know him personally, obviously. Even with my time at the Walt Disney Company, meeting a lot of people uh, from ESPN, never never met him. I think he's based out of Bristol. Maybe I I don't even know. Um, I I just enjoy when he's when he's on the ESPN, which which I, I watch less and less now. Um, and we'll get into a little bit of bit more of why as we get on into the show. But what happened was he was going to wear this this T-shirt uh, on air on air as he was doing some commentating, and ESPN said no, no, you can't do that. Um, and maybe I'm reading into a little bit, but for me, and I was talking to my wife about this before I came into the studio, it, it's almost hypocritical because they will, they will plaster this Cleveland baseball team name everywhere and the logo everywhere. And they just don't care about it. But when, when someone wants to make a social statement on it, they shut him down. They shut him down. So to me, that's a little hypocritical. You know, I, I'm sure we you know, there can be lots of debates on this and, and I'm not sitting here saying this is full blown. It, it isn't quite apples to apples. I, I recognize that. Uh, but there's definitely some hypocrisy going on there, and ESPN is just, they're going down in flames anyway. I mean, it's amazing. I can't believe they're still a network because it's ridiculous, the things they do. Uh, but, you know, this just goes to show what they have going on there and what's important to them. They don't care that they're that they're really just smacking an entire race of people in the face by by showing this this Cleveland baseball team all the time. They don't care about that. But when someone wants to speak up about it, then they care. Then they care because they don't want to offend people. They don't want to offend all the the white people, the Caucasians that watch their shows. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me, the hypocrisy there. It's amazing. Um, so I'll be ordering one of these shirts. I'll probably share a link on the web, the Facebook page if you guys are interested. Um, and I'll probably get some, some hate emails from this as well. Um, but I, I, I can't anymore. I can't. I, I just I can't deal with the insensitivity. And, the, and, and, and a lot of times stuff like this comes down to ignorance. This isn't ignorance at this point because it has been voiced and it's just it's, it's not appropriate. And they still continue to do it. They still continue to do it along with the Washington football team in the NFL who, again, their name's even worse. Their name is even worse. And so I won't even get into that. You know, if you if you want to know, look it up. Just look it up. I, you know, I'm not going to get into that. Um, and on that same note, from a social media standpoint, there was something that I found very interesting and, and, and kind of uplifting is not the right term. See, I almost need like a thesaurus right here when I'm trying to think of like, I sometimes try to throw out fancy words and really it just doesn't work. And I'm like, no, that's not even the right term. And then I, you know, and then I go on a stupid little tangent right now about thesauruses and, and all this stuff. Is that even the, is that even the plural for thesaurus? 
thesauruses or is it thesaurus I? And on that note, why would you need multiple thesauruses or thesaurus I? I think we're going to call them thesaurus I uh, from now on here on the on Go Tell It's a Wall podcast. I'll probably never use that term again because, you know, this is the only time I'll be talking about it. Um, but anyway, it it, 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 it kind of it made me feel good. Um, and it made me feel like maybe there's some hope. And what happened was if you live in LA or even really any, if you're into the festival circuit and all that stuff, uh, you know, that this, this little festival called Coachella happened the past couple weekends. Um, I'm not a fan of Coachella. If, if you like, like, that's fine. Do your thing. I'm not a fan. Um, to me, it's always like they're, they're trying to be like other festivals and they're just not. And, and like, it's just really not my scene personally, but I understand the appeal of it. You go see some good bands. Uh, but what happens is a lot of people, they dress up funky and everything. It's kind of like Burning Man where people, people dress up funky and they get these outfits together and stuff. And one thing, which is actually also rampant at Burning Man, uh, is people wear these indigenous people headdresses, you know, Native American headdresses. You, you all know what these are. These are the feathered headdresses and they get really intricate especially out of Coachella, uh, because to a lot of people, Coachella is just like a place to go take some photos and, and Instagram, and you get all these Instagram models out there and everything else, and that's really all they're out there doing. Uh, well, there is someone on Instagram who I, I believe is an indigenous, is their race is is an indigenous person, uh, who, who's been kind of scouring Instagram and looking for these photos. And what happened was they found a couple of these photos from Coachella. Uh, a couple different women were wearing these headdresses out of Coachella and pointed out how insensitive it was. Rightly so, because it's incredibly insensitive. These aren't, they're not decorative, you know. Uh, it, it, for anyone out there who is Catholic or was raised Catholic, you always learned you don't put a rosary around your neck, you know. Uh, people, you don't see other people wearing a, a yarmulke uh, as a style choice, you know, because it's not. It's disrespectful. And, and what happened was these people got called out. These two women got called out. Well, the part that was uplifting to me and kind of gave me hope in in this battle that that I've really if you if you're new to the podcast I've been on and off waging this battle with cultural misappropriation really since early on with this podcast because to me a lot of it is ignorance and and education is just not out there and sure enough that's what happened here one of the women that was wearing a headdress came on Instagram and apologized and apologized and said you know and and pointed out that she had a lot to learn because it sounded like that's what it was to her she didn't realize this was insensitive she didn't realize she was being insensitive to an entire race of people. Once it was pointed out that she was being insensitive, she apologized for it. And she probably won't wear another headdress again like that because she realizes now it's insensitive. And that's what we need to do. It, 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 it's all about educating people because people just don't realize. At Burning Man, this happens all the time. And I, and I pointed out to people. I'm like, why are you wearing that headdress? You, you shouldn't be wearing this, let alone the fact that a big thing at Burning Man, and I know. On the last episode, I, if you were listening, I teased we're going to have a Burning Man segment. It's coming. Uh, but at Burning Man, a big thing is, is what we as burners call moop, and that means matter out of place. It, this is essentially litter for those of you that aren't familiar with the burn. Uh, it's litter, trash. So think about you want to leave no trace. It's like being a Boy Scout. If you're more familiar with that than, than Burning Man, you leave no trace. So when you're walking around with a bunch of freaking feathers on your head, you're not leaving no trace. Some of those feathers are falling out. So it's like a double whammy out at the burn. But a lot of times it is just ignorance. It is just ignorance. People want to get this cool photo standing out in front of the man, standing out in front of some band at Coachella wearing this headdress, not thinking about the fact that they are being offensive. You know? Uh, so if you know someone that wears a headdress, explain to them that it's offensive. If they don't care, then that's a whole other conversation. But I'm willing to bet like probably seven to eight times out of ten, they just don't realize that they are doing something insensitive. And that's what we need to do is educate people. Educate. People. And it's not even like you don't need to give them a history lesson. 
I, th- I think most of the time when that's pointed out that it is offensive, I- unless that person just doesn't care and they are insensitive themselves, they're probably going to understand. They're going to understand. So no more headdresses. Just, just, just get out of here. Um, and I got to be honest, as far as social media, I always like to find funny stuff. You know, there's always like funny little trends and stuff on Facebook and Twitter. It is so hard to find that stuff these days because it's all politics. It's all politics on social media right now, peppered in with like a few really on it, most likely sad stories. That's what I, I'm like. Oh, great. Oh, so I got on the Facebook and I'm just, I'm just, this is supposed to make me cry. Oh, great. You know, and I get it. We, we like news needs to be out there. We all need to be informed. Uh, but sometimes you just need a break from that. And it's so hard to find that stuff these days. Um, you know, really ever since the election, we don't talk politics on this podcast. If you're not familiar with it, it's something we don't do. We talk common sense. Uh, we, we kind of graze politics if it's involving common sense and, and kind of human decency. But for the most part, we're not getting into like politics and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it just, it just doesn't happen. doesn't happen on this podcast. Uh, but that is really the majority of the landscape on social media. Um, and unless right now you need to tell the entire world, like the nine bands and the one band you didn't see, which on it, like, I don't even need the we're leaving that alone because get over it. Just, that's enough. Stop. Um, one thing that did upset me that I found on social media that happens to be a little bit of a trend now. And again, this, it, it wasn't politics, but it's, it's extremely depressing and it's angering. It like it's angering, angering. See, it just, we just make up words here. Go tell it to the wall. Uh, so I hope you guys appreciate that. Hopefully you can use that one in Scrabble angering, you know, no one will challenge it. They'll probably challenge it. I, ugh, I don't play Scrabble. I'm terrible at it. Um, but there, there is a trend going on right now. It's called stealthing. I want everyone to, to really be aware of this, especially if, if you are a single woman um, or, or uh, a, a man. I, you know, I, this sounds like it's been happening more with heterosexual males, uh, but apparently this stealthing thing, and, and I know some, this kind of stuff has always existed, but what's happening is men are being, being intimate with women. You know, and maybe other men too. It, 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 what I was reading, it sounded like it was mostly men doing this to women. Go figure. If you listen to the last episode, again, women being tormented and 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 beaten down for no reason. Uh, but men are doing what they're doing is you know condoms, very important. Safe sex is extremely important. You know, when my daughter's old enough, I I'll probably have my wife do it because I don't want to know, but she will learn about safe sex. That's just part of life. You you need to be safe out there. Um, there's a lot of things, there's diseases, there's pregnancy, there's all kinds of things, but what's happening is, is, is guys, I, I don't want to even call them men cause they're not men, boys, guys, boys, uh, are, are being intimate with women and then taking the condom off partway through. If you have kids and you're in the car listening to this, like now's the time to pause it, wait until later. Uh, but they're taking the condom off like partway through and then kind of finishing the job without the condom. And then what they do and without the female's knowledge Again, maybe, you know, maybe some males too, but without the female's knowledge, um, and then going on social media and bragging about it later. This is happening, Wall fans. This is this is real life. This is happening in real life, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting, and it needs to stop. So be careful out there. Like honestly, be careful because we live in a sick, sick, sick world, and stuff like this happens. And we we you know at at go tell it to wall. I, I always say positivity and, and lifting each other up. This is not the way to do that. You know, we need to kill this with positivity. Uh, but everyone needs to be aware of that because it's disgusting and sick and it shouldn't be happening. This is the world we live in. I'm kind of over it. I'm kind of over it. I really am. You know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you if, 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 a, if a, any friend of mine, if that happened to them and some guy was bragging about it and something did happen to him, like pregnancy disease or whatever. Oh boy. Oh boy. 
I have a special hockey stick I keep in my closet. I've had it since high school. It has a nice big crack in it. It's actually the hockey stick. I played with two hockey sticks when I played roller hockey in high school. I had a nice stick for actually playing. And then sometimes I had to go get out and I played roller hockey. So we say ice. It wasn't really ice. Sometimes I had to get out on the ice. And that's when I grabbed my other stick with the crack in it. Because that's when somebody was getting slashed. Somebody was getting slashed. I still have that stick. I don't condone violence, wall fans. I don't condone violence. But sometimes it's a necessity. I keep it in the closet because sometimes my home needs to be defended. Sometimes. I've never really had to defend my home. But if somebody, you know, I keep it there just in case. You know, it's there. Uh, And if something like this happened to one of my friends, that would probably have to come out. Because somebody, somebody would be in need of an ass beating. So be careful out there. Wall fans, men, women, all of you. These sick things happen in the world. So on that note, as I'm grabbing my beer, the usual beer plug for the week. This week I'm actually drinking a fine Red Seal Ale from North Coast Brewing Company. They're actually out of Fort Bragg, California. I'm also realizing I need some beer suggestions because a lot of the beer I drink on this show, if you're new to the show, I plug, like, and it's not, nobody's paying me. It's just I, I like, I have a beer with the show. It's kind of my security blanket. Plug one. Uh, North Coast Brewing, I am a big fan of theirs. They're out of Fort Bragg, California. Uh, and, and they actually, Red Seal Ale is a little lighter, but they also have another beer called Prankster. It's spelled with a Q, P-R-A-N-Q-S-T-E-R. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's a little, it's not heavier, like stout heavier. Uh, it, it is, has a higher alcohol content. Couldn't be drinking that one and actually doing a podcast. So I got a lighter beer, Red Seal Ale. Check it out if you're a beer fan. Um, North Coast Brewer, Brewing Company happens to be, I, I just enjoy most of their beers. I don't think I've had one from them that I didn't like. I like some more than others. Red Seal Ale happens to be uh, one that I do enjoy. I, I do enjoy it. Um, so check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Another thing I do like about it, these aren't the long neck bottles. You know, I have a gigantic fridge. My wife and I, we moved into a new house back in January. We bought a new fridge. Like, I don't want to say top of the line. They have these smart fridges now. But really, as far as like the internal stuff, it is top of the line. The thing still, it's not designed to hold long necks. But these North Coast Brewing Company beers and some other ones out there are a little shorter. So they fit nicely. I don't have to like readjust my shelves and everything. So I also like that about it. Uh, so if you have problems fitting beers into your fridge... North Coast Brewing Company is probably for you. All right, we're moving right along. That's enough social stuff and the you know the beer plug and everything else. And I'm gesturing at the camera. This footage that's never gonna go anywhere that I just keep you know, so I can go. It's like game film. I go back. I don't actually even do that. I'm lying. I'm lying. I don't go back and watch it. It's all sitting there. One day I'm gonna do something with it. Um, all right, we're gonna get on though here into a little TV, film, and books. I don't have a ton this week, but I do have a few things. Uh, a couple weeks ago, Silicon Valley came back on television. It is an HBO show. Uh, if, if, if you're an HBO fan, or if you have HBO, I would definitely say check it out. Silicon Valley, it has to do with uh, startups in Silicon Valley, if you're not familiar with the show. But it, it's a comedy. It's a, it's a half-hour comedy. Extremely funny. I haven't started watching this season yet, but I, I'm very excited to. Um, and, and if, if any of you out there are looking for a new show, check it out. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it and you didn't realize new season came out, (laughs) get to the HBO, uh, you know, get your friends HBO go sign in because, you know, not everyone has HBO go or HBO. I get it. I get it. But sometimes you got to stream some stuff, you know, Thrones is coming back in like June or July. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. You got to get those sign-ins by then, those logins. Um, so check it out. Another thing from film. 
And I think we just need to somehow find a way to put a stop to it. Universal released yet another Fast and Furious film. Yet another one. Now let's think about this, Wall fans. The original Fast and the Furious was basically a ripoff of... With Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves, and I'm blanking on the stupid name, but it was basically a ripoff, and instead of surfing, it was cars. And then somehow this ballooned into, like, a whole big thing, and, and then it became popular. I don't know. I don't know who the hell is watching these movies. I, I don't. I was actually at Universal last year when Fast and Furious 7 came out. This is the eighth movie. They made eight of these freaking things. Fast and Furious 7 came out and did wildly popular. I'm sure part of that is because, unfortunately, Paul Walker passed away. He wasn't around for the release of the film, and it got all this buzz and everything else. Well, now they've made another one. They like to spin things. You know, every studio does, and they're pretending that it's doing well. It's not doing well. And I just don't get it. I don't get understand why they keep trying. And especially now, because may, maybe you're listening out there and you're a Paul Walker fan. That's fine. I get it. I'm, I'm not a huge fan. I don't dislike the guy. You know, I never did. He serviceable actor in certain respects. You know, obviously a very attractive human being. But now he uh, is gone, unfortunately, which means if you're not familiar with the film series, it really started with Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. This means that they're really down to Vin Diesel, who's probably one of the worst actors on the face of the earth. Like, I can't even watch the guy and take him seriously. I just, I can't. And now he's like the leading man. Now, I understand it's an action movie. I'm not going to sit here and say that Arnold Schwarzenegger was a fantastic actor or Sylvester Stallone, a lot of these 80s, you know, action movie actors. I get it. But Vin Diesel is painful to watch. He's painful to watch. He cannot act at all. He can't act at all. But they keep putting him on movies. They keep giving him jobs, putting him on movies. You know, they're going to make like 20 of these stupid Fast and Furious films. He's going to be Fast and Furious in a wheelchair, you know, at some point here. I mean, he's still a young guy, but if they keep making these, he's eventually going to be in a freaking wheelchair. So let's just stop. Let's stop pretending Vin Diesel's a good actor, because he's not. And can we just, like... Stop with the damn Fast and Furious movies, Universal. We're done. We're done. We're all over it. I'm sure there's some people out there that aren't quite... No, no, that's it. I go see it every year. They, yeah. No, stop. 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 Maybe, well, like, watch NASCAR or something. I don't even know. I don't even know what you could watch. But just, it's enough with the Fast and the Furious films. We're done with it. And we're done with TV, film, and books for this week. Let's move on to music. I'm laughing because I've been teasing. Like, I always talk about this band Cloudside out of San Diego, out of North County, San Diego. They put out a new album. I talked about it on the last episode, and I said, it should be on Spotify, and it should be on iTunes. I'm, can't, I'm not sure exactly where it is. Well, now I can tell you for sure their newest album from Cloudside, Iola, is definitely on Spotify. It actually went up on Spotify shortly after I posted the last episode. Uh, and it's either on iTunes now or coming to iTunes. So check them out, Cloudside. I'm not going to spell it for you. Figure it out. It's Cloudside. Cloudside. Yeah, Iola is the name of the album. Check it out. Fantastic album. Fantastic music. Great band uh, out of San Diego, North County, San Diego. Uh, another band, friend of the podcast, is Gimme Motion, who actually is kicking off a tour uh, this week, I believe. He actually just headed out on tour. Uh, and so so check him out, GiveMeMotion.com, on the Facebook, on the YouTube. I, I, I know he'll be listing all of his tour dates, but nation, kind of nationwide. I mean, I don't think they're not hitting like every city or anything, uh, but they are going all around the country touring for the next three months. So if you're interested in, in checking out Give Me Motion, uh, uh, check out their website. You can see the tour dates, locations, everything else. Um, 
and, and, and definitely check them out live because, and I, I recommend it. I recommend really, really, I don't, I, I don't sit here and like just recommend stuff that I don't think is good. It is fantastic. It's fantastic. So check them out. Cloudside and give me motion. Cloudside should be touring uh, soon at some point here as well. And, and we'll update all of you because I know you'll be waiting with bated breath to see when Cloudside will be touring. Uh, if you're in the San Diego area, it will definitely be easier to catch them at, at some point coming up here. Speaking of San Diego bands, uh, Blink-182, which happens to be a band that I've loved since the 90s, really since they came out. They're a bit of a hometown hero. They are from my kind of hometown of Poway in San Diego. I, you know, I wasn't born there, but I lived there for way too long, uh, shaped most of my childhood. And they, I, I mentioned on a previous episode, they're putting out a deluxe album, which is fantastic because the deluxe album had something like six new songs or whatever, instead of just like new paint job on the same damn album, which a lot of bands do. I get it, do it. I don't care, but I'm not buying deluxe albums. This one I pre-ordered. And the thing that I like now, and a lot of bands are doing this, I think is when you pre-order, they kind of release songs as, as you're going along. So like Blink, for example, their album comes out in May and they have released three songs that are like new songs off the album and they come out like as you're going they had another one come out today as a matter of fact um so check them out blink 182 they've really gone back to their roots with this new album california and and the new songs that are coming out on the deluxe edition are definitely along those same lines and and i've been enjoying it uh very much so check them out uh the band to not check out and maybe you're a big fan i'm probably gonna get some hate emails over this gorillas they put out a new album. I used to be a big Gorillaz fan. I thought they had great music. The cartoons were funny and everything else. I did some listening on their newest album. And I got to say, they should probably stop with the damn animation. Because clearly they're putting all of their efforts into making stupid little cartoons and not making good music. Because the music is junk. It's all junk. It's all junk. I, I couldn't find any. Like, I straight turned it off. Just turned it off. I was like, that's enough of that. I, I can't anymore. I don't care if you have funny little cartoons have some decent music to go with it, which they used to do, and somehow they just completely lost that. So, Gorillas, that's enough. Let's stop encouraging them. They have, like, an animated series coming out. And, and that's fine, too, if you want to be an animator and have an animated series, but you're not a band. You know, you're not a band. Spinal Tap is more of a band. If you don't know what Spinal Tap is, kids, Google it. That's enough music. Bottom line, check out some Cloudside, check out some Give Me Motion, and if you're into crappy SoCal punk rock, then... Blink's got some new materials coming out. New material. All right, we're moving on to sports ball. A little bit of sports ball here. Now, on the day that I'm recording this, actually currently happening right now as I'm recording this, is this little thing called the NFL Draft. If you are sports, ball, if you pay attention to sports ball at all, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, this is the NFL football. These kids come out of college. They play football in college. And then all these NFL teams, there's 32 of them around the country, make it to then, it, it, it's, kind of, it's weird. But they get to then say, I want this. It's like picking teams when you're in PE class. you know. So number one, I get this guy. I'm going to take this guy. I'm going to take this guy. And all the way down. And then they do it again and again and again. Seven times each team. Um, there's a lot of intricacies to it because they all like trade their picks and everything else. But it's amazing to me. The thing that's, that's crazy to me is how people have just completely become sheep. Sheep. Because here's the thing. People are tuning into this. It's going to get ridiculous ratings. They're tuning into it like it's a sporting event. These kids that are getting drafted, there's the finger quotes, drafted, uh, they're not actually even going to play until the fall. Until the fall. And honestly, you don't need to sit here and watch it on TV. You can just read an article that lists all of the guys. This guy, 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 went here, 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 here. But no, ESPN 
needs to make a freaking event out of it. A three-day freaking event. ESPN and the NFL. Three days of this. Three days. That's all I got to hear about is, oh, this kid's going here. This kid's going. Stop. Stop. That's enough. And you know what it is? It's the NFL. The NFL, they basically print their own money. Print their own money. It's like the most profitable company in the in the United States. They basically print their own money. But they're being greedy. Oh, we got to monetize this. <laughs> monetize. That's one of my favorite terms from a marketing standpoint. We got to monetize this. We got to put it on TV. We're going to make people watch. We're going to sell ad space. Get over it. Get over it, NFL. We're, we're done. No one can. Like, people do care. I get it. You care. But really, think about what you're caring about. Think about what you're caring about. And then even those kids that maybe are going to play in the fall, really, we're not going to know for like five years if, if, if these were good choices. We're not, you know, and the NFL is the one that does it. Like all the major sports in, in the United States do this. They have a draft, but the NFL is the only one that like makes this big of a deal. I've stretched it out three days. It's a live event. We're going to move. Now they like, they used to do always do it in New York. Now they move cities last year. It was Chicago. This year it's Philly. I'm, I'm ashamed that I even know all this stuff because we're, I, I don't care. I don't care. I enjoy football. I don't care where the, this kid's going to play and this kid's going to play. I'll look at it in September when they're actually going to play. You know, probably partly because I'm a Patriots fan and the Patriots do not care about the draft. They're just like, no, eh, you know, I don't even know if they're picking anybody in the draft because they just they like trade away their draft picks just to get actual players instead of like, you know, a chance of a player. Yeah, because that's kind of how it works, how it should work. Um, And on that same note of ESPN, I do need to mention one thing. This week, ESPN did a huge round of layoffs. And I've talked about this on the podcast. If you're not aware ESPN is actually owned by the Walt Disney Company. It's part of the Walt Disney Company. And I talked about the Walt Disney Company layoffs a couple months ago on on the, on a podcast episode. Walt Disney Company is one of the most greedy companies on the face of the earth. That's just the bottom line. They don't care about people. You know, they, they, they make themselves seem like this family-friendly company. They don't care. They don't care about people. It's all about the bottom dollar. And so they laid off about 100 people, I believe it was, this week. And a lot of them being on-air personalities. Just, ah, oh, man, just go. Oh, you've been here five years. Ah, just go. 16 years. Ah, no, you're out of here. You know, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out. You know, this is basically what's happening. Well, I was listening to a little ESPN radio the other day as as, as Zofia was sleeping. Um, and not only did they lay all these people off, but the same, this was the day that everyone got laid off. I believe it was Wednesday, maybe Tuesday. I'm not, I, you know, don't quote me on that. Um, and they're running promos. And there's a bunch of promos going, running. Promos, if, you, if you're not familiar, it's basically commercials, but, you know, it's not advertising like another company. Promos is when you're, like, advertising your own stuff, you know. So, like, you're watching ABC. Of course, I go to ABC, another Disney company. You're watching ABC, and they're, like, there's an ABC show up there or, like, a, a programming note or whatever. That's called a promo. That's in, in the marketing world. There's promos, and there's spots or commercials. Uh, and so they're running these promos for shows on ESPN Radio and on ESPN featuring people that they just fired. People, they just let go. They're promoting their shows that don't exist anymore. So not only are they greedy, only looking at the bottom line and the bottom dollar on this and just letting people with families go, there's people that move. And here's the thing. ESPN is headquartered in Bristol, Connecticut. I'm not going to say bad things about Bristol, Connecticut. This is where my wife is from. Beautiful area. But nobody's clamoring to move to Bristol, Connecticut. They're just not. So not only that, but they've moved a bunch of people there. There's a few people that tweeted that they moved there for the job. And then they're laid off. And they got to move their, you know, maybe they're going to keep their family there, but they moved their entire family there. And then now they're, they have no reason to be there. You know, I'm sure a lot of them will stay, but they don't have a reason to be there. The reason that they went there isn't there anymore. They don't have that job. And ESPN just doesn't care about it. The Walt Disney Company, they don't care. 
100 people, 100 people. And then on top of that, big, huge media company, fix your freaking promos. Fix your promos, guys. It's not that hard. It's not. I realize it's not that easy either, but you can do it. Call yourself one of the biggest media companies in the world. Bunch of hacks over there. If you're listening to this, I enjoy sports ball. I do. And if, if, if any of you out there that also enjoy sports ball have other ways of consuming sports ball, please let me know. Because I'm done with ESPN. Done. 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 Freaking draft. Laying a bunch of people off. Can't get your promos straight. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. See, top of the show, I said I was going to be friendlier. <laughs> it never happened. I'm actually a really friendly guy. I just tend to rant and stuff on these things and make sure everyone's aware and gets their dose of common sense for the week or the month or for however often you listen to the show. Uh, regardless of how often you listen, thanks for being here. Okay, I've teased it. I've teased it long enough. I've been teasing this since the beginning, the inception of this podcast, and that is talking about Burning Man. And this is this is the one I hear about the most. When, they're, when are you going to talk about Burning Man? When are you going to talk about Burning Man? I'm going to talk about it. As of last episode, we added a Burning Man segment, but because I had to really rail against the ignorance of people that don't understand why we need to appreciate women and why women have been oppressed or how they've been oppressed, uh, I forgot to do it. It just, it just didn't come out. Well, I built it in this time. We've got some time. I'm looking at my timer here. we got some time. And that's the bottom line. That was close to a rhyme. It happens every once in a while. Always accidental. All right, so I don't want to get into a bunch of details about Burning Man. If if you're curious, do some Googling, and you're going to see stuff all over the place. Uh, if you're not familiar at all with Burning Man, just a quick, quick top line. It is a huge festival in the middle of the Nevada desert. Every August, September, depending when it falls, it ends on Labor Day weekend. Um, so sometimes that's like beginning of September, you know, end of August, whatever it is. Happens out in the middle of the desert. Self-sustaining city. 70,000 people that build a city and then take down a city all within a matter of a couple weeks. They do, we, we burn a man at the end of the week, not an actual man, you know, but a wooden man. Uh, there's also a temple that gets burned and I will definitely speak to the temple a lot more as we go along with these segments. Um, but it is extremely important to a lot of people and it's hard to really describe if you haven't been there. It really is. You know, I, I kind of knew what I was getting into, but until I got there for my first time years ago, I, I didn't understand, you know, and I still don't fully understand. And the thing is, everyone puts into it and takes away what they want. So if, you, if you're not familiar at all with Burning Man, really, that's what it is. It's a big community. Now, to some people, that big community is kind of going out and partying, probably doing some drugs and everything else. And there's nothing wrong to me. There's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want to do, expand your mind, whatever it is, you know, go listen to your favorite DJ and, and dance around all night. That's great. To many of us, it is really about the community and the spirituality of Burning Man. It's an incredibly important place to many of us for the feelings you get, the community that you build every year and the freedom that you have there. Now I'm not talking about like you know, freedom, like, like we don't have freedom in the United States. And I'm not talking about like, you know, freedom to do ridiculous, you know, you, you, if you're trying to do things that are heavily illegal and, and, and harmful to others, you're not going to get away with that. So I'm not talking, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff, but a lot of people that maybe don't dress in, you know, tights, leggings, you know, maybe they're wearing leggings out there. They, they tend to kind of be themselves and build this community. 
I kind of fall into that category where we're to me it's it, it it's spirituality um and and almost religion for lack of a better word but it's not religion because it's all inclusive of every kind of thought process you know you do have to be open-minded uh, but it's inclusive of all the all different thought processes and i camp with a big camp uh, we're called Dr. Carl's Department of Collections. I'm not going to get into details about that, uh, but everyone tends to camp. Like maybe a lot of people camp on their own. They're kind of on the outskirts. They want some quiet, uh, but a lot of people join these big camps. They're called theme camps, and, and that happens to be my camp, Dr. Carl's Department of Collections. Going out there every year. You know, my wife brought me in originally because uh, she is much more of a Burning Man vet than myself um, and, and, and kind of brought me into the fold, and, and I've loved it ever since. Um, so that, that's kind of top line. That's top line. We'll talk about it more, you know, do a little Googling. Um, there's a document, there's a couple documentaries out there that, that are, that can be educational. Um, and you know, there's other stuff that, that isn't completely accurate. The Simpsons have done a Burning Man episode, um, years ago, Malcolm in the Middle. If you're familiar with that show, I've never seen it, but they did a Burning Man episode. And from what I hear that tends to, that seems to be the more accurate of the Burning Man episodes. A lot of these other ones are not, despite the fact that the Simpsons actually have, burners on their staff that are helping to you know but it, it's it's not completely accurate um, but google it if, if you're more interested and we'll continue to talk about it on the podcast um, with different stories and that's what we're going to get into now so this past year burning man 2016 um, another just quick tidbit you know you you all know my twitter handle is at magic muppet um, at Burning Man, a lot of people have what they call burner names, burner nicknames. This isn't something that you're bequeathed with, like as you walk in. A lot of people don't have. My wife is a is a is a serious Burning Man vet, and she doesn't really have one. I was given this this nickname, Magical Muppet, years ago by my campmate um, and one of my best friends, and I I I hold it dearly because it was given to me. Um, and then what happened was I this past year. I had my sister-in-law, Mary, uh, she threw together a little logo for me with Muppet and, and it had a, like kind of a Muppeted out Sean, <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, holding the megaphone because that's what I do out at Burn is, is I'm constantly on the megaphone having fun with people and obviously, as you all know, I like to talk so it's the best way for me to do it is, is be out there on a megaphone. Had these stickers made, um, you know, to give out to people because that's a lot, also a big part of Burning Man. We'll get into more of that in, in future episodes is, is gifting. You don't, you don't sell, buy things there. You don't trade things. Nobody's walking around trading beads for things. I know that is a common misconception. Uh, but it's gifting for the sake of gifting, to share things with people. So I had these stickers made. And then on top of that, we had something with our theme camp that was a memory game, and we all had our little logos up on this memory game. I'm not going to get into it again. Uh, but So there was logos up on this big wall, like outside of our camp. So I'm, I'm sitting out on our porch uh, one day during the week, and, and I'm just hanging out, probably drinking a beer. You know, I enjoy drinking my beer at the burn. You just kind of sit around all day and, you know, I don't get really get drunk, uh, per se, but you know, I'm enjoying a beer, kind of talking with people. Uh, and I hear a couple of my campmates, one of them being Mary who actually made, made the logo. She's yelling across camp, Muppet, Muppet going, what, what, what's going on? And they start calling me over like toward the boards where the logos are. So I walk over, I'm like, what's going on? And she introduces me to this guy, Ben. Now, Ben is holding a parachute in his hand. Because at Burning Man, they actually have an airfield. And if you're a skydiver, you can go and skydive into the burn. They'll take you up in a helicopter, you jump, you skydive into the middle of the playa. It's an amazing thing. I would never do it. I, I don't like flying in planes, let alone jumping out of them. Uh, but he's holding a parachute, 
And he's walking through. And what happened was he's walking down the street in front of our camp, sees the Muppet logo on our board. And the reason he was at, he, well, he's been a burner for a while, but the, one of the big reasons he was at the burn this past year uh, was his mentor had passed away. His mentor, who, you know, if you don't know what a mentor is, Google it. It's very close to him, obviously. Uh, had passed away the previous year. And his mentor's nickname happened to be Muppet. And so what happened was they called me over and he just gave me a big hug because he needed that moment. He just skydived in and completely random on my part. I didn't know this going in. I didn't know it at all. And he hands me one of those rubber bracelets and it says Adventures by Muppet because that was the guy's like company. He did like skydiving and all this stuff. And that's why he was this other guy, Ben's mentor, taught him how to skydive and all this stuff. So, of course, I give him stickers, you know, like take these stickers and we're talking for a while. And I could just see from his face that this simple thing made his day, made his day. It reminded him of his mentor that he unfortunately lost. Then it gets even better. Again, I'm not going to get into details on the temple, uh, but what they had done, he and a bunch of his friends who were also friends with the mentor, they all skydived in um, and they, they had the guy's ashes, which were going to the temple, which the temple gets burned. That's a, we'll call that a teaser for a future podcast episode. Um, and on top of that, they had brought the guy's mother in, flown her in to Reno, and then driven into uh, to Burning Man to be there while they brought the guy's ashes to the temple because it was extremely important to them. And this woman had lost her son. So I talked to him for a while, and he was just incredibly happy. One of the biggest hugs I got all week. And he was incredibly happy that moment that he had. And he said, you know what? I'm going to bring his mom by here. I said, definitely bring her by here. Give him extra stickers, you know, take some stickers. And he, you know, like I said, he gave me the bracelet and just, it, just giving him that moment and not even on purpose. I got nothing out of it except for, I guess, no, I mean, I, I felt good being able to randomly give someone just a little bit of joy. So what happened a couple days later, he comes back with the guy's mom, the guy who passed away. And she's like, I don't want to say in tears, but she's tearing up because she's looking at this logo and she gives me a huge hug, just a huge hug. And she looks at the tile and this is toward the end of the week. She looks at the tile on the board and she looks at me and she says, this is with my logo on it, which if you ever see the videos, because we had multiple tiles, if you ever see the videos, I have one of the tiles hanging on the wall in the studio. That's how important it is to me. Not necessarily, not just the nickname, but how important that moment was to me. And she gave me a huge hug with tears in her eyes and said, thank you so much. And I was like, what are you thanking me for? But she was thanking me for that moment. And she looks at the tile and she says, can I have that tile? And I said, of course you can. Of course you can. Because I can't even imagine losing a son or daughter or, or child in general. That's tough enough. Like I lost a dog a month and a half ago. And it was one of the toughest things in my entire life. Admittedly, one of the toughest. I'm still struggling with it. So I can't imagine losing a son like that. So I said, of course. So I jump up on the platform, I pull it down for her and I gave it to her and I gave her some more stickers, you know, talked to her for a while. And I think it just made her feel, I don't want to say like it made her feel good, but just, just kind of connected to the burn, to the playa and to her son who unfortunately is no longer there and just getting to experience kind of what he had experienced. She'd never been there before. She was flown in for that moment because they were putting his ashes in the temple. And to me, that is what Burning Man is about, is those moments. It's, it's the old cliche, life is a series of moments. 
Well, the moments on the playa at Burning Man, you can't beat them. You can't beat them. Now, I, I had no idea that was going to happen. This was just a nickname that was given to me by one of my best friends and stuck. And then I ran with it because I wanted to have stickers. And I wanted to give away stickers. And then we happened to use our logos for this little game we were playing. And that logo up on the board is what brought this guy over and hopefully brightened his day. I mean, I know it brightened his day because he told me it did. It brightened his burn. And then hopefully gave his, you know, the guy's mother a little something too. You know, just a, a good memory. I'm sure she had plenty of good memories. He seemed like a great guy. But just an additional good memory. And knowing that, because to me, the thing is, you know, whether, whether you believe in things, you know, spirituality and spirit world and everything else, you know, that could be your thing. Yeah, but I believe there are signs. I believe there is something out there. I'm just, I'm not sure what it is. I'd call myself agnostic. I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but I believe there's something out there. And I think that was one of those moments for her, for me, for that, that other guy, Ben. It was one of those moments. And that's what's great about the burn. That's what I get from Burning Man is that stuff. Absolutely. So that'll give you a little bit better idea of Burning Man. But we're going to continue that stuff. We're just gonna, we're going to continue each week with a little Burning Man segment. And just to, to kind of educate, because like I said in the last episode, we're going to beat down stereotypes. We're going to get rid of stereotypes because we don't need them. Um, and like I said, if, if the burn is all about like doing drugs and dancing, that's, that's fine. Uh, but for, for a lot of people, it's not. And that's what we're looking to do is educate. Educate. You know, just like with the cultural misappropriation, we're educating people. So I hope you enjoyed that. And for, for all of you out there that have been bugging me about Burning Man stuff, there was just going to be more. There's going to be more. I'm not doing a full recap. I want to spread it out, you know, and if, if you have things that you want to talk about, like with the burn and whatever else, hit me up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall uh, or on Twitter at tell the wall pod. Um, Cause I want to hear from you too. Absolutely. Absolutely. My wife is making dinner in the kitchen and I can hear her. Do you think I should open the door and say, honey, <laughs> Oh, the joys of having a studio in your own home. This is what you have to do. That's what you have to do. A little background noise. Start banging on the wall here in a few minutes. All right, we're, we're getting short on time. But no episode of Go Tell It to the Wall would be complete without a little bit of ranting. I'm going to stretch here. I'm going to get a little sip of the beer here. That's right. A couple things that, that just kind of came to mind this week. Uh, one thing, this, this, this past weekend... I got to go to Disneyland with my wife and daughter, uh, with my daughter, Zofia. She's only five and a half months. She's not going to remember this, uh, but we had to be down there for an event for my wife. She had a gala at the Disneyland hotel. Uh, so we went down there early. We had a hotel room, fortunately. Um, and then I was, because it costs you like a thousand dollars to go to Disneyland these days. Luckily I, we, we got some tickets, you know, not going to get into how, uh, but you know, I may know some people that work there and, and if you've ever worked there, you know, people that work there. Don't bug them for it, but they do get comp tickets now and then. Save you a couple thousand dollars, you know, taking a family to uh, to Disneyland. Um, but as we we're down there, so we're walking through the park, and, and just something occurred to me. I'm sure everyone out there listening, unless you've been living under a rock, you know Disney owns Lucas, uh, Lucas Arts, whatever it is now, Lucas Film, whatever the hell they call it. They own Star Wars. Let, let, let's call it what it is. It's just Star Wars. Um, and on top of that, they own Marvel. They bought Marvel a few years ago. Marvel is like Captain America and Thor and the Avengers and all this other stuff. 
And what's happened is Disney clearly have forgotten that they have these other IPs, IPs being intellectual properties and characters and stuff. Because if you go to the parks, it really feels like you're at Star Wars Marvel Land. They've just completely abandoned everything else. And that's, that's all you see. Star Wars and Marvel. Everywhere. Star Wars and Marvel. That's all it is. You know. Now, obviously, I'm exaggerating. There's still some classic stuff there. Uh, but they've really taken it and run with it. Which is fine if you're a fan of those things. Personally, like, I'm a bit of a fan. I watch the movies. I like Star Wars and everything else. I want If I go to Disneyland, especially with my five-and-a-half-month-old daughter, like, I want some of the classic stuff. Give me, like, the Mickey. You know? I'm not a huge Mickey fan, but give me some freaking Mickey. Some Pluto. Some Goofy. But no, oh, Spider- oh, great, Spider-Man. Oh, oh, Star Wars stuff. Oh, great. That was the thing. I'm a huge Muppets fan. Part of where my nickname came from. Huge Muppet Muppets fan. Disney owns Muppet, the Muppets, the Muppet Show Muppets. They don't own Fraggle Rock. They don't own the Henson Company, but they do own the Muppet Show Muppets. So like Kermit, Piggy, Fozzie, Animal, uh, Gonzo. I'm, I'm looking at my, my vintage lunchbox as I'm listing off these characters. Uh, and... Not a single sign of the Muppets in either park, in Disneyland or California Adventure. I really wanted to buy buy Zofia, like, her first Muppets stuffed animal. And I was like, perfect, I'm going to do it at Disneyland. they got to have something. Nothing. In fact, they used to have uh, what was called Muppets, Muppet Vision 3D or 4D or something like that. And it was the characters, and it was 3D, and it was a fun little show. You sat in a theater, and there was jokes and everything else. Uh, and especially if you're a Muppet fan like myself, it was fantastic. Well, they took that out a while ago. And I'm walking through California Adventure, and I was like, okay, you know, I, I got was a little, not upset, but I was like, man, that sucks when, when they took it out. Like, oh, they got to clear out for something else. Well, they didn't even clear it out for, like, Star Wars Marvel and stuff. It's, 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 it's that much worse. So I'm walking by where the Muppet Vision used to be in California Adventure. And it's a theater, mind you, because that's where they had the Muppet Vision. And they basically took that space, and instead of putting something fun in, something new, what, they, what they're doing in that theater is showing a sneak peek of Pirates of the Caribbean, the newest Pirates of the Caribbean movie that's coming out in a few months. That's right. It's essentially a big marketing tool for their stupid movie that's coming out in a few months. Instead of having like a fun interactive thing, they're going to show you trailers that you can totally go on YouTube and watch. I mean, I guess it's on a bigger screen, but like, do you care? Like, who cares? But no, they're going to remind everyone, oh, yeah, we still have Pirates of the Caribbean. Because I've talked to so many people that see it's coming out and they're like, oh, they're still making those things? Yeah, I don't know why they're still making them. But they're going to shove it down your throat at California Adventure. You're looking for the Muppets? No, we're going to give you trailers for our stupid movie that's coming out in a few months. You know, who cares about the Muppets? Who cares about classic Disney characters? Here's some Star Wars. Here's some Marvel. Look at Spider-Man. Stop. It's ridiculous. And, you know, I thought I was being, like, overly sensitive I don't really care that much. It's just, it's sad to me. It's, it's a little sad. Um, but, so I thought I was overreacting. We're riding the elevator down the day we were leaving at Disneyland Hotel. It also happened to be Dapper Day. So there's all these super Disney fans. If you don't know what Dapper Day, look it up. I'm not going to explain it. And there's all these super Disney fans walking around. And we're in the elevator. And I'm talking to my wife. And I go, you know, this is, and I said kind of just what I was saying. It's, it's ridiculous. They're just, they're focused on Star Wars Marvel. It should just be Star Wars Marvel land. You know, I'm joking around. And, and again, still thinking I'm being overly sensitive. And there's two women in the elevator with me. Um, it looked like a mother and daughter. I'm not positive. You know, I didn't talk to them too much. Um, but she turns and she's like, you are so right. You are so right. And she's had that same thought. And I know that it, it's got to be more than just myself and her. 
It, it has to be. Obviously, it's not everyone. There's obviously some Star Wars and Marvel fans out there that would probably like to see both parks just become Star Wars and Marvel. But then there's the rest of us that don't. That don't. You want to put some? That's fine. You know, and Space Mountain's going to have some Star Wars. That's fine. Whatever. But don't forget you own other stuff. You know, maybe just maybe just sell off the Muppets, Disney. So that those of us that want Muppets content can actually get it because you're just kind of putting it on the back burner because it's not your big money maker right now. Well, but Marvel and Star Wars, we're going to make 80,000 of these movies until they're terrible. Then we'll forget about them and it'll be something else, you know. It's ridiculous. Have fun at Disneyland or Star Wars Marvel Land, as I like to call it now. I'm going to get some hate emails for that. I got a lot of listeners that are big Disney fans. But eventually, it's not going to be Disney anymore. So get over it. Before you send me the hate emails, think about that. Think about that. All right. There's another thing. We're, we're running a little short on time. But I want to get into these two quick things, two quick rants. Something that's come up recently quite a few times, um, and it seems to be kind of a common phrase, and it's going to lead into this next rant. I've been very open on this show with the fact that I have... OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, as well as OAD, obsessive anxiety disorder. You know, I, I've lived with these for most of my life. For a time without knowing what it was and for a time after knowing what it was. You know, and I've been put through the rigmarole. I understand it. And I've learned over the years that mental illness is a real thing. It's a real thing. And we need to have compassion for people that have mental Now, I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying, have compassion for me. Give me compassion. Give me compassion. No, 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 no. But there's a phrase that gets thrown around, and I've heard it very recently, a few times, and that is, everyone has mental illness. And I can tell you, for a fact, everyone doesn't have mental illness. Maybe everyone has some demons or some lug baggage, luggage, <laughs> baggage, you know, uh, but it, the entire world doesn't have mental illness. And it shouldn't be trivialized in such a manner. It shouldn't. So if you out there and you're not realizing like, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Think, just think about it for a few minutes. Like, think about it. Now, would you trivialize someone in a wheelchair? Or even along the same lines of mental illness, would you trivialize someone who's suicidal? No, you wouldn't. So don't trivialize mental illness overall. Have some compassion. Have some understanding. And this is another one of those situations where I think it's ignorance. A lot of ignorance out there. And people need to be educated. But I can tell you, that is not something that should be taken lightly. It's not something you should be throwing around. You know, don't be insulting to anyone who has mental illness. Again, I'm not looking for pity. I'm thinking of the teenager out there, the 12-year-old out there who is still learning what mental illness is, who's still learning what they're dealing with. I'm thinking about that person, that kid, or even the, the, the kid in their 20s who still hasn't figured out and gotten the help they need. That's who I'm thinking about. So have some sensitivity out there, boys and girls. Boys and girls. That was incredibly insensitive. Can you tell I've been doing some live events lately? Like, I use that when I'm doing like live events with kids. Like, okay, boys and girls. No. Uh, wall fans. Have some sensitivity. And that, that, ten, that sends me into my next topic. And I think everyone needs to be aware of this. So there was something, and this happened actually in 2014, but it's, it, it, it's come to light in the media recently because the trial is going on. Um, so there was a... a, a young man named Conrad Roy in 2014 who unfortunately took his own life, committed suicide. And what's happening is this is all coming to light because of the trial. He had a girlfriend at the time. Her name is Michelle Carter. And I'm going to throw her name out there like crazy because she, like she, 
I'm not going to say she doesn't deserve to live, but this is the kind of like, this is what's wrong with our society as a whole and with the world and with culture in general. What happened was he was a little suicidal and they were texting back and forth. This is his girlfriend texting back and forth. And he was saying he was suicidal. And then she started to encourage him to commit suicide to the point where when he was ready to back out and he's, he was saying stuff like, and you could see the text exchange. I'll probably share this one on the Facebook page because this is educational. And, we, and people need to understand that what she did was commit manslaughter. And she encouraged him. Even when he was backing away from it, she encouraged him to the point where he didn't want to do it. And she said she was making him, like pushing him to do it, bugging him to do it, all while saying, oh, I love you and all this other stuff, but pushing him to commit suicide. And the reason being, she wanted to be the victim. She wanted to be the victim, you know, and, and, and be that girl whose boyfriend committed suicide. And get all the pity for it. So she pushed him to commit suicide. And there's text exchange. Like this is what's happened. This is text exchange where you can see she's clearly doing this. And her lawyers are arguing that it's that she didn't push him to do it. But this is where the awareness of mental illness comes in. Somebody like that, especially he I think he was like 17, 18 at the time. When you're when you are in that stage of life and you have a girlfriend, like she could, she could push him to do many, many things. And she pushed him to kill himself. So Michelle Carter, honestly, I, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. So, you know, I, I, for me personally, like I'm still, I don't know where I fall on capital punishment, but I can tell you a person like this doesn't deserve to live. I'm not saying I would kill her. I'm not saying she should be subject to capital punishment and the death penalty, but to me, a person like that doesn't deserve to live. And she definitely needs to be put in jail before she does this to someone else. Because it's disgusting. It's disgusting. We're going to share that one on the Facebook page. And I apologize for ending the show kind of on that note because we're out of time. We're out of time. Uh, but we all need to be sensitive. We all need that awareness. And we all need to be educated a little. And if any of you out there are listening and you're not sure... You can always like send me a private message. I check the messages on the Facebook page. And even if I don't check them, the people that I have checking them will, will get to me. They will send it to me. And, you know, just put on the subject, this is for Sean only. And I will read it. And anything I can do to help. Because it's extremely important. And I know how it is. Not to, not to the severity of most people. I know it's much more severe than anything I've ever dealt with. But I know how it is. And that's just a matter of everyone out there having compassion. Help that person. If someone says they're suicidal, don't encourage them to do it. Get them help. Get them help. Talk. Because no life should be lost because you want to look cool or because you're afraid to speak up or because you just don't understand it. Especially a life that young. Just shouldn't happen. So, all right, Wall fans, I apologize again. I don't like that, you know, I don't like to have depressing stuff, but it needs to be said now and then. Um, and I appreciate you all listening. I really do. I know we did some ranting and stuff this week, uh, while I'm enjoying my red seal ale, <laughs> uh, but we are out of time and I appreciate you all listening. If you're new to the show, uh, come back, join us again next week for episode 16. If you've been listening for a long time, I appreciate you listening. Um, Darshan, I'm still waiting for, for my critiques from the last episode. I don't know why you haven't been on the Twitter. Come on. Number one fan Darshan. You might be losing that status. Might be losing that status. Uh, but thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. 
Um, and again, those social plugs, facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall or on Twitter at tell the wall pod and at magical Muppet. As always, I am the one and only Sean O'Rourke coming at you with go tell it to the wall podcast. And until the next time, wall fans always use common sense. <laughs>